The F Word at Work from Fertility Matters at Work is a conversation about fertility and how it affects people at work. You'll be hearing conversations from our community about what they experience when trying to build their families, as our aim is to help you better understand this issue by sharing these stories, along with our own insights from the work we are doing. Plus, we'll be talking to the organisations making these cultural changes the norm, as well as bringing you thought leaders from the workplace wellbeing space. And I thought, oh my God, we're one of those. I can't believe we've done that. You know, it was almost that light bulb moment of how insensitive, I can't believe we've done that. So that sort of galvanised me really into thinking we really, really need to do something. And we've been thinking about it for a couple of months. So we started that ball rolling. I obviously reached out to you after the webinar and said, look, we'd love to work with you and we'd love to sign up and we really want to become fertility friendly. So welcome to another episode of the F Word at Work. Now, before we get started, when you've listened, could you just do us a favour and hit subscribe to this show? Thank you. Right, now I want to welcome Becky and Claire, my two co-founders, to the podcast. Hello, ladies. Hello. Hello. Now, before I ask you more about how you are, I just want to say we are recording this conversation on the evening of Mother's Day. Now, we've shared on Instagram a really poignant post from a brilliant Instagram account called Fertility Fertilitar. I can never quite say it right. Fertility. Fertility. Tiliati. Um, I'm going to put a link to it in the show notes. They are a brilliant account to give you even further insights into the impact fertility struggles have on people. They draw it into the most brilliant images. So please do go and have a look at their accounts. And if you're listening to this episode in real time, so it's coming to you on the 20th of March, if you're listening on that day or around that time that we've shared it, if someone in your team or a colleague or a friend seems a bit off sorts when you see or you speak to them, you can't quite put your finger on it, just remember what we've just had day-wise that's been all over the adverts on telly and the cards have been all over the supermarkets. It's been everywhere. They might well be grieving for yet another Mother's Day where they'd hope to be a mother. And this is really how we at Fertility Matters at Work help you realise things that maybe you've not realised before with our conversations and our in-person events and the stuff we do online and our podcasts. And I just wanted to put that out there and then bring Becky and Claire in because I'm very proud of the pair of them because this time last week we were getting ready to host our first ever round table event and now they've had a week for it to sink in and we've had another very busy week at Fertility Matters at Work. I'm going to get them to both give you a quick overview of how it went because they've had time to reflect and we are trying to get better at reflecting on the things that we're doing because there's so much. So I'm going to come to you first Claire and basically both Becky and Claire have been full of cold <laughs> so they've been um, having various various cold and flu medicine that hasn't been recalled because that was the panic at the start of the week when everybody was ill Claire I know you're at the end of being poorly tell me what you feel now a week after our first roundtable event I can't believe it's a week since we were just about to get ready to do this that's the first thing it's gone so quickly this week but I just think it was absolutely epic I mean when when Becky and I started talking about introductions and sharing stories the energy in the room for about 45 minutes following that conversation was just absolutely astounding. It was it was just absolutely fantastic to just be surrounded by people who just got it and understood what we were trying to say. So half our battle was already won at that point, I think. What do you think, Bex? When I went into this event, I thought that we would have to educate and really kind of bring it to life. But what 
actually happened was that the people in the room did that for us and whereas we'd allocated like 10 minutes to intros for the people in the room there's around 15 of us we actually took about 45 minutes because we must have created that safe space because people suddenly just started sharing their own stories of miscarriage of supporting somebody else of going through fertility treatment themselves of being childless not by choice being in a same-sex couple and building a family and we were just blown away because we kind of got to the end of that and thought actually we, we've already spoken about some of the things we planned to and so although we we were off on time we'd actually made it up because we were talking about all the things we wanted them to talk about and we got so much from it as well because what it really did we were sat around many dni and hr professionals it really made us feel like the work that we're doing is there to solve their challenges we wanted to understand from them what were the challenges and as they were talking about one of the main ones was how do we even get this conversation started how do we help people feel safe to talk about this in the first place and that's where we come in and that's where we did it in that room right there and then we were able to create that safe space and able to give them some ideas about how they can take that back to their organization and maybe think about things a bit differently maybe look at their policy through a different lens and kind of really go on that employee journey through that policy and then also the, the manager pathway if somebody comes to me how can I use this it was just so empowering and we didn't have enough time really did no. we Claire to it no. was just we could have spoken all day with yeah. that group it was just amazing I think the word I would use it was effortless I think that's if I could pick one Love word it. it was effortless that that we were just we didn't have to do any kind of persuasion at all it, it was just amazing well the good thing is is that after doing this first event we've all agreed that it is something we are going to replicate so make sure that you're either on our newsletter because that's where we kind of go first to tell people about the things before we then go to our socials there'll be a link in the show notes now another thing that happened in the week just gone is we did a virtual event for a new client who we can't tell you about yet but just to say they're a leading name and we had amazing feedback. It was kind of effortless again really Becky wasn't it? It was something you and I did and we had Sean aka Knackered Knackers giving the male perspective because we're always very keen to bring in different viewpoints to share stories and we were all quite bowled over by the instant feedback that we had. There was a good 100 people on that conversation. Then the following day we did a conversation with one of our members about period health. Again, over 100 people on that conversation. And now we're getting ready this evening, tomorrow, to be going to the seventh Northern Power Women Awards. It's the largest event celebrating gender equality in Europe. We are shortlisted for small organization. Now this is a, a sold out event. We're all getting glammed up tomorrow. How are we all feeling? There's big smiles. I'm not videoing it. I wish I could show. We will be sharing it on our, on our stories. Um, and, and hopefully the moment that we win. Otherwise, we'll all be sharing our gracious loser face. <laughs> how, how are we feeling? I've been practising that. I've been practising that. <laughs> well, I'm just looking at, I'm looking at Claire's tan and I'm thinking it's better than mine. <laughs> and that's because she's had it done professionally. So I'm not sitting Becky, next to you. Becky and I had a little chat about um, her, her 
choice to not have the spray tan. Claire, I didn't either. So we're, it'll be dark. Oh, oh great. It'll That's helpful. Dark. I just, I can't, this, it's so much effort. And this is so much effort to, to look good for tomorrow night. Because I've been messaging <laughs> Becky as well over the weekend going, this is just so much flipping effort. The nails, the hair, the tan. <laughs> so it'll be a great night. We don't get out much. <laughs> no, I can't. It's going to be great, the three of us spending some social time together. I think it'll be absolutely exactly. epic. Well, we will hopefully by the next podcast episode be able to give you the update. But like I say, do follow our socials. And it doesn't stop there, though, because the day after the event, Becky and I are then hosting another in-person event. And then the following day, Becky is going to be facilitating a panel at the This Can Happen conference, which what I'm going to do is put a link to my chat with Zoe, who's the founder of Employees Matter and the This Can Happen conference. It was our launch episode, so you can understand more about her work and we talk about the conference that's happening in London. It's going to be very exciting. Um, now, on the panel is Maria Glasscock, who is the People Director from Selfridges. We've curated the panel for the This Can Happen conference from our members, and it's so great timing because today's episode is a conversation that we've had with Joe Riddle from Selfridges. She's their head of ER policy and well-being talking about the work we've been doing together. So have a listen and then we'll be back with you after just to talk more about what Joe's sharing about the work they've done at Selfridges and what we hope that you if you're listening to this thinking about as Becky said some of the concerns we heard from people about how to get this conversation started. Hopefully this has been really helpful. Now, before we get into this episode, we just want to say a big thank you to our sponsors for this series, Apricity, which is next generation fertility. And Apricity has a unique virtual model that uses AI innovation and technology to reimagine fertility care. Now, to explain that, the technology Apricity use is through their virtual model. So they have virtual consultations and specifically their bespoke treatment app really guides and supports patients and their partners through their journey. So they never miss an injection. They have instant access to their medical team and a dedicated advisor seven days a week. Apricity offers family building benefits to employers, health plans and individual patients and this goes from diagnostic testing to full fertility management, including medical treatments such as IVF, egg donation, and egg freezing. Apricity helps build families by providing access to the best doctors, technology, and unlimited support. Now, the Apricity Fertility Benefit can be bespoke, designed for your company, for either flexi benefit, cash allowance, or through your PMI. And you can discover how Apricity can support your employees just by visiting apricity.life. I'm delighted to welcome one of our clients, Joe Riddle from Selfridges. Joe, first of all, Big welcome to the F Word at Work podcast. How are you? Thank you, Natalie. Yes, I'm great, thank you. And it's really lovely to chat to you and catch up again. And we've actually met, we had lunch at Selfridges and yeah. Selfridges were the first company that Fertility Matters at Work signed and we were so excited. And Selfridges has got such a diverse workforce that we were very quickly speaking about the relevant topics for your staff we launched on International Women's Day and I'd love to just kind of start. We're like a year in now yeah. to working together. And I'd just love to start with just talking a bit about how you feel the fertility conversation has been taken on board by your colleagues and your organisation. Yeah, it's been an exciting year, I'd say, for us. So it's sort of all started back in December. December 2021 actually I attended a webinar that you guys were hosting. I'd been very aware of the work Channel 4 had been doing on their pregnancy loss policy and felt that it was something that Selfridges needed to consider and very quickly really. 
So I joined the webinar that you were hosting and it was a bit of a light bulb moment, I think, for me. And the thing that really stuck in my mind was, A, the stories that you all shared about your different journeys and how those had you know, felt and impacted you at the time. I think the thing that resonated most for me was Becky. And it was a comment she made around you know, lots of workplaces don't have policies in place to support people that are going on these journeys. But when they do have them, they embed comments or, you know, parts of their support around IVF or whatever it might be into their maternity policies. And I thought, oh, my God, we're one of those. I can't believe we've done that. You know, it was almost that light bulb moment of how insensitive. I can't believe we've done that. So that sort of galvanised me really into thinking we really, really need to do something. And we've been thinking about it for a couple of months. So we started that ball rolling. I obviously reached out to you after the webinar and said, look, we'd love to work with you and we'd love to sign up. And we really want to become fertility friendly. And I think we can really do that. So I guess that was the start of the journey for us. We then looked at two different policies. So we've got a pregnancy and neonatal loss policy and a fertility policy. And it was great. We really wanted to launch those on International Women's Day. It felt like a great day to sort of put those policies out to our team members. And we did that, obviously, with your support. You hosted a great panel event for us. And I think what was great about it is our HRD, Maria Glasscock, agreed to speak at that event and talk very openly and bravely, I think, about her personal fertility journey. And it was something she'd never, ever done at work. And no one had ever known that she'd had any struggles or any difficulties in creating her family. And I think that really resonated with our team members who were able to join us for events. Say, wow, we've got a leader in this business who's just told us some really personal things and about how that's impacted them. But I think the biggest thing is then they knew that we were really committed to why this was important to us. So yeah, it's been great. And we've kind of moved on from there, I guess. So you referenced we had a very diverse workforce. So after our first panel event, we very quickly did a second one with you guys that was around alternative paths to parenthood, I guess specifically focusing on our LGBTQ plus community. And it was a really great event. You brought two amazing speakers to that event, Laura Rose Thorogood of the LGBTQ Mummies and Mike Ellis from Two Dads. And they were fantastic at sharing really different perspective on the journeys that they've been on, whether that's through surrogacy through IVF, through egg donation, through so many different things that really resonated with, with our team members. And we've had so many, since both panel events, we've had so many team members reach out to us to share how those stories and the sharing of those stories has been so supportive to them and the journeys that they're all going on. But really, it's starting to break down the silence around this and show that representation in, in this really matters. People need to know and want to know that others have experienced this in the workplace and there is somewhere they can go for support so I think that's been the most brilliant part of all of this as you guys always say it's one thing to write a policy and stick it on a HR system and nobody ever looks at it ever again but I think the great thing about working with you guys is access to those panel events and those amazing speakers and the second thing is around education so through those panel events but also we purchased your e-learning for our line managers and our team members Members. And that, again, gives another way of people just seeking education around this and how they can support themselves 
but also support others in their team. So yeah, it's been fantastic. It's been a really great year of learning and we want to continue that. I think it's really important for me that we don't just have a moment in time where we show support to this, but actually we continue this conversation. So we're hoping to do a third panel event with you in a few weeks time. And this one has come from feedback from team members at Selfridges, specifically requesting we talk about partners and how partners can sometimes feel a little bit forgotten about or on the sidelines of somebody going through a fertility journey and actually it's a journey that people are on together yeah so we're really excited to do that next event with you so I've just been nodding profusely I've almost got like <laughs> neck ache from everything that you've been saying Joe. and I just want to unpack it a few bits before we move on cool. because I mean it's music to our ears because this is what we want we want to empower people within an organization to feel they can speak because stories are so powerful and when you hear like you said the representation when you hear someone that you can identify with saying something that might be what you're trying to get your head around they might have walked that path ahead of you it's so amazing I just want to talk a little bit about that process so as the panels have kind of gone out and then you've asked people to share feedback how have you kind of done that because I think for people listening what we're trying to share from your experience is what's worked and what's been really beneficial so did you put out a little survey or how did you ask people to tell you what they thought and what they wanted next? So when we ended the panel event the first one we talked about the ways that people could give feedback we have a social app called Yammer that our team members use. We encourage people to kind of, you know, give feedback publicly if they felt comfortable. We also encourage them to reach out to myself and Maria directly or in any way that they felt they wanted to share. I guess what we found is this has been a slow journey for us, probably slower than we imagined at the beginning in that the level of confidence people have in feeling able to share their own story is taking time. So I guess what we've found is that people are willing to share their feedback and their stories with us, but they like to do that privately. So Maria and I have had lots of emails directly to us saying, I don't feel comfortable sharing this anywhere else in the business at the moment, but I really want to let you know how this has impacted me and how I feel I will benefit from this. So I guess that's how it started. It was slightly different after we did the alternative path to parenthood. So we had lots more public comments using Yammer to say, almost encouraging people to watch the recording saying, this was a really great event. I learned so much like please watch please have a listen you know take the time I think what we're excited about this year is we have relaunched one of our communities it's called Family Matters and we've got one of our leaders in the business who is heading up that community and she's really keen to continue the conversation that we've started So I'm hopeful that that will also help with people feeling able to have a connection as it's kind of designed for any issues around family. It's not around parenting per se or any of those things. So it kind of broadens out, I think. So I'm hopeful that that will help to galvanise and give people another safe space to be able to connect with others and you know, keep sharing those stories because I think that's where we see the most value in, you know, creating the culture that we want, which is where people can feel like they can be their authentic self and share about themselves however much they wish. 
And in terms of accessibility, because obviously in retail, people work in all sorts of situations. Some are on shift patterns, some are on the shop floor, some are office-based. You mentioned that you use Yammer as one of the yep. communication tools. And how are you finding that people finding this content and accessing it is going when they do all work in different environments? Yeah, I think, I mean, Yammer has actually become a bit of a game changer for us in terms of communication. Prior to that, I'd say we probably found it quite difficult because of those reasons, you know, communicating with thousands of people who were all working in very different ways and not all of them have access to email and the computer base. So I think with Yammer, because it acts like a, almost like a social media app where people engage with the content that they want, we've set up communities within Yammer. So we've got our Family Matters community, we've got our LGBTQ plus community. So it means we can post content into the different communities so it kind of gives a more shared approach really and I think we're accessing more people than we've ever been able to so I think that's the great thing about it is that we've not just got like you say a policy sat somewhere in a HR system we're able to, to kind of interact using this method I think the other thing that we've noticed that team members have started doing because of how they feel about this topic is we've had little groups in various parts of our organisation that have set up coffee mornings and people, again, have kind of taken Maria's lead and bravely shared their stories with others that they work with in the hope that it will help people to open up. And we've seen that in a few locations where this is organically starting to come together, where people are getting together and feeling able to share. And I think the more we do that, the more we encourage that, the more we're seeing people share things about themselves that we weren't aware of. We didn't know some of the things that people have experienced. This is it. I mean, that gives me goosebumps hearing that that's happening because that is so vital because that can be all you need to get that confidence to have that next conversation with your manager to help the whole experience be so much more manageable. And yeah. like you said, just by helping the conversation along, making people feel like it's safe to talk about it, they don't have to be wildly open to everybody, but just yeah. having the odd person because ultimately what we're trying to say is that by making people feel that they're not going to be judged or people aren't going to make assumptions about the fact that this is what they're going through they can have those conversations with their peers and ideally then even be you know more empowered and feeling better about how they're approaching this conversation it, it just reduces that emotional toll and that stress because it's so overwhelming as you know because you've seen how we talk about it yeah. and how we explain it all and I also just wanted to go back to what you said at the very start about when you had that light bulb moment and you realised that, you know, that reference to IVF had been within that maternity policy. And we're always really keen to say, you know, you don't know what you don't know. And we're not trying to catch anybody yeah. out by doing this work. But it's just those little light bulb moments, isn't it, that help that realisation that you can just do a bit better, can't you? Oh, absolutely. I think, like I said at the beginning, that's just that really was so resonated with me. I just thought, wow we really without as you say you don't know what you don't know and that was done I think you sometimes are in these situations where you think well that makes sense to put that it's a reference to you know maternity it's something that somebody might be going through and therefore it makes sense to put it there but when you actually then think about it and hear the story from a different perspective so there's absolutely no way that it should sit there of course it shouldn't so well unless someone said to you that that's actually really triggering for somebody trying to have a baby to have to look at the word maternity next to it and also I mean just to give an example I spoke to somebody an HR person the other day and they saw the stat that I'd shown them about the success rates of IVF yes. which are sadly 
low. And she said, gosh, someone came to me saying that they were, you know, embarking on IVF treatment. And my instant reaction was, oh, how exciting. It never occurred to me. And she said, now I know that. Because we yeah. do try to encourage people to think about this as a course of treatment, not a guaranteed baby and to not have your mind jump straight to maternity. So from our point of view, it doesn't make sense to have it next to the maternity policy. No. So it's so interesting hearing, like you say, different perspectives. But, you know, we're talking from lived experience where we'd be like, well, of course you wouldn't put it there. But unless you just wouldn't yeah. think it. Yeah, completely. Now, I just want to talk about the panel that you sat on just recently uh, with Whittle and Diversity in Retail. You were alongside there with Sweaty Betty, all sharing best practices about this piece of work. Becky from Fertility Matters at Work was there sharing her story. No matter how many times I hear Becky's story, it's so compelling, the, the, yeah. the different elements of what she had to go through. But I'd love you to just share a bit before I let you go about how you also see this conversation developing in your sector. Yeah, of course. I think since we've launched our policies, I've had quite a few HR colleagues, directors in other companies reach out to ask me if I'd be willing to share the work that we've been doing, the policy that we've created, which I absolutely am. I think the more you can share with other businesses and the more that you can encourage more businesses to do this, you continue that conversation, even if it's outside of Selfridges. So I think part of doing this is to not keep it secret and keep it to yourself and think, well, you know, look at Selfridges, 10 out of 10 for us, we're doing a great job. It has to be something that you share so as we're part of Whittle I think that's kind of led to me being able to share connect with other colleagues to talk about what we've been doing I think externally we need to continue sharing what we're doing so we did take to our social channels when we launched these policies and we have shared through Instagram and LinkedIn you know some of the work that we've been doing and I think that has to help also in terms of you know attraction and retention you know when we're going out to market as we do you know we're a big business and we're recruiting a lot I think it's really important to know the sorts of business that people are coming to and these sorts of things are important to people I think it's sometimes the reason why people choose organizations is because of how they will react behave respond to people when they're going through these different life moments I think the journey for us is we're really looking forward to becoming fertility friendly accredited so we want to achieve that this year we want to continue the conversation so I've talked about the panel event that we're going to do with you next but I think we have to think about then what's next we want to continue to encourage our managers to utilize the e-learning provision and our team members so that we know that this is out there and I think it's keeping this conversation alive and bringing it to life in the different ways that we've been doing and that's definitely going to be what we continue doing at Selfridges. And if there's people listening thinking my managers have got so many things on their agenda and we're looking at like performance and we're asking them again to do something because obviously there's a lot being discussed in workplace well-being and yeah you just mentioned about retention and attraction and we see this as a key part of that which is why you know we're on a mission yeah. to educate but what would you say if people have got that bit of reluctance that to get managers to buy and they're worried about asking them to do something else and learn something else I think as a manager you've got a responsibility to I guess look after a team and care about them and show empathy you know those team members are working hard in your organization and there will be things that they go through in life where they need your empathy and your support and your understanding and you are best equipped to do that as a manager when you seek to understand what somebody is going through and attempt at your very best to support them with it so I think Can't that's been the it, message but you no. can support 
Yeah. Absolutely. And I think that's been our message throughout is this is not another tick box. Please go on the e-learning and show that you've done it. Think about the team that you've got around you. Think about the fact that you have no idea whether they are going through this at the moment. But if they are and you could be more understanding, more supportive, more empathetic and just be able to put your arm around them at the time that they need it. That's so fundamental in, in being a manager, I think, and looking after your team. And that's why I'd encourage all managers to do it. And I think all businesses should have support in place for all of these things. So I think I said it at the Whittle event, but I'd encourage you to just do it. Just get on with it. Because we've heard so many times, and I've said this probably so many times, that people say to us, I was lucky I had a good manager. And we don't want yeah. it to be luck of the draw. We want it to just be. It's just a part of your understanding. And like you say, you can empathise. And just offering that supportive mindset makes such a difference. So you don't want people going off sick and leaving, do you? You want to keep good no. people. And I think it's almost like, you know, we've seen so much press and attention and conversation born out of the, the menopause conversation, which suddenly seems to have galvanised, doesn't it? And it, it's become a big conversation. Workplaces are starting to take that seriously. And I think you have to think broader than that. You know, yes, there are a huge percentage of women in the workforce that are going through the menopause. There's also a huge percentage of your workforce that are undertaking these different fertility journeys and having to cope with loss. And that's equally as important. So if you're already looking at the menopause agenda, you should absolutely be broadening out what you're looking at and definitely considering this. Joe, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you for all your hard work and for just keeping the conversation alive. It's been so exciting and it continues to be so. So uh, we look forward to getting you to become fertility friendly accredited. Yay. Thank you for all your support. It's been absolutely fantastic to work with you all. As we said, Selfridges were the first clients that we signed here at Fertility Matters at Work. She's just been so up for taking this conversation forwards. And, uh, you know, as you as you heard her talk about the impact that Maria's conversation happened and the fact that once again, we've got Maria speaking on this panel this week. I think we've really kind of almost unlocked something, haven't we, Becky, within the organisation, making that safe space, but also for someone like Maria, who haven't shared her story before that first conversation to now do it again it's validating it isn't it it is absolutely and I know that the feedback they had was so positive following that and I think there's something I think really powerful about a leader showing vulnerability and, and talking about a difficult situation I think it just has that ability to make anyone at any level feel that okay this is going to be recognized and we saw that in, we had a free webinar last week, we'll be sharing the link soon, and that was with two senior people, one from Liberty, one from Compass Group, sharing their complex fertility journeys, and again, they were only just starting to talk about it, but was kind of really seeing the value in sharing, and, and that really has opened doors within Selfridges, and I think they've just got so much passion for making this a conversation, and I think one of the the quotes that always sticks with me from Joe is around how while pregnancy and childbirth are highly visible and often celebrated fertility challenges tend to be invisible and silent and I still remember that first conversation with Joe where she'd come along to one of our webinars one of our very first webinars actually and she was just blown away by how much she didn't know and how they knew they could do something they knew they could do more and was so keen to to make that start it has just been such a pleasure working with them because they've been 
just so engaged in everything and wanting to do it. For us, I think, as one of our very first clients, having Selfridges as a very small organisation starting out, it was a huge confidence boost for us as well. And and I think seeing the difference it has made to their organisation, it just kind of validates what we're doing and shows that it does make a difference. I think as well, as you heard Jo say, she talks about the challenges they had to overcome because not everybody in, as you can imagine, Selfridges is office-based. So she shared how they managed to get that conversation and the ongoing conversations to those on the shop floor, for example. So if that's relevant to your organisation, I hope you took some pointers away. What we'd really appreciate, though, is your feedback because we are, as I said at the start, nearly at the end of this series off the F word at work. We'd love a review from you in either Apple or Spotify. But we really want to know whether our conversations have continued to offer insight to you on this complicated issue and help you with, if you're having to present a business case, what you need in order to put it forward to others that you might need to be talking about, about why your organisation needs to think more about how to talk about fertility matters at work. So you can either direct message us on our socials. There's all links in the show notes. You can email us info at fertility matters at work is another way to get in touch um, but we just would really love your thoughts on this podcast series as we map out what's coming next also do hit subscribe and share now we are all going to have to call it a day quite quickly we all need our beauty sleep ahead of the uh, northern power awards tomorrow any last final insightful words ladies let's have some power talk as we manifest holding up that awards I know this sounds really cliche, but I'm just so proud that we've, we've been shortlisted because I was reading the other day, I think there was 1,500 nominations. There were, were and there's there? 89 people, like, yeah, 89 on the shortlist. So <gasps> that Ooh. for us as a startup is just amazing. So I, I just feel so proud to it's be there. It's the taking and, part. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, of course it is. It's the taking part. We've not spent all this money on nails and hair and makeup. And <laughs> To be honest, you need to make sure you look at us on our stories and all the social posts we share because you won't recognise us. We're going to look so Hollywood, aren't we? After makeup tomorrow, yeah. <laughs> We're all going to look like, unrecognisable. <laughs> and then if you're lucky, we'll show you the picture of the eyelashes. Tomorrow. Exactly. And then the eyelashes crawling down yeah. our face at the end of the night. And on the school run the morning after and we will share how it all went but thank you as always for listening once again we do hope that you're enjoying this series and as i've said please do let us know your thoughts we look forward to you joining us again next time do follow us on our socials at fertility matters at work on instagram and linkedin it's where we share the free events that we have as well as survey findings and lots of interesting conversations from our community we're at Fert Matters Work on Twitter. Plus, we've got loads of free resources at fertilitymattersatwork.com. If from what we've shared with you, you feel ready to talk more about how your organisation can become fertility friendly, do book a call via the website link. It will be great to hear from you. 